vision of seeing a world living in unity through love oh you know we had to do it right <laughs> brother empowerment it's been a long helping time. brothers to break through without breaking with international viewership that means that we are getting our message worldwide and nothing can stop us from showing our brothers and their family love so you know we had to do it right come on now brother empowerment we about to do it Let's go. We love you guys. Come on, let's, let's go, go, let's go. My brother hit my phone. Said, bro, let's go, let's go. We gotta build a home. We gotta build a throne. Somewhere that we can roam. Let's get these brothers up to start to build each other up. It's time for us to level up and power. Yeah, we stepping up. Higher from the fire that ignited from the heavens up. Now it can't expire. Cause my brother's always checking up. Homie, put your blessings up. Homie, never letting up. Homie said, call me if you need and couldn't believe it. I finally found brothers that's healing. Now I receive it Cause they invited me to breathe And all of the meaning Of the true brotherly love Just what I needed Man, it's such a vibe To build with brothers Through the struggles Man, it's such a high To have them help you Through your troubles Make you feel alive Cause as they raise in your spirits You start embracing your fearless You can't deny that You're clearing all the demons From your heart Wishing it from the start To any brother That wanna step in And be a part Cause it's easier To do it together Than be a part Hope to be the beacons Of light that can shine In the dark What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? What's up, good people? It's Thursday, so you know what that means. It's Brother Empowerment Day. So if you are new to the area and you have never heard of Brother Empowerment, where have you been? What have you been doing? But no, Brother Empowerment is a show designed to help brothers and their families to break through without breaking. Um, so this is not one of those bashing shows where you sit around talking about shoulda, coulda, woulda. But this is an opportunity to engage in a healthy conversation and hope that something that is discussed will help our brothers, their families, or someone that they know. So before we get into our special guests... We got our brothers in here. I felt so fat when I turned like that. I was like, we got our brothers in here. But no, we got our brothers in here, bro. Ian, yeah. how was your week? Yeah, bro. You know, the week was good, man. Where you been? <laughs> <laughs> I've been, uh, you know, working solo, just being in the lab, cooking up something, mm -hmm. something, something. So, so classic Ian. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Chef okay. Boyard Parker. Yeah. Park, excuse me, excuse me. Any good news you want to share? Anything? Yeah, I can. Um, you know, <laughs> on February 24th, uh, yours truly is releasing his book called Gap Year. Yes, yes. finally. Yes, yes. So hope you guys can be there. 
Oh yeah, slide, slide through for a little. He'll send some information. We don't know how he. Maybe he'll put you gonna put some on Instagram. Yeah, I'm gonna put some on. If we put some on Instagram, we'll be sure to share it. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm excited for you, bro. Congratulations, yeah, thanks, man. Big, Long time coming. Big ups, man, for real. So you go, Mr. Bouncy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the week has been uh, stressful, long, and drawn out, man. But other than that. Um, you know, it's been okay. Just a lot of work going on, a lot of stuff at work going on. Um, been really just uh, breaking my body down in the gym. So that's been good for my concentration, but it has been a little on the uncomfortable side because body's getting used to stuff. Um, also been a little gloomy, man, because it seems that like these past couple weeks or several weeks, I have to say, every time I, every time I go look at the news, or something like that. There's something going on where something bad happening to a black person, and it's not just really, not just on the racism aspect, but but some black person doing something to another black person. Um, I recently, you know, just recently heard about a real tragic story in Memphis, Tennessee. I ain't gonna go into no details. It's really sad, but it's just a whole lot of pain and, and hurt um, traveling around. So it's that really kind of has been affecting me too, man. It's made me kind of want to stop. You know, reading the news and stuff, man, because it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff, but there's in the headlines and stuff like that. I mean, sometimes there's a lot of bad stuff going on amongst black people. But overall, man, it's just been another stressful, heavy, expensive week, bro. How about you, man? Well, that was depressing. My bad. <laughs> um, where the hell would I fly? It don't matter. <laughs> I think for me, um, I don't know how my week has been. I'm like you. I've been extremely busy. Mm -hmm. um, there are some things that are cooking. Um, we're in the process of revamping the curriculum. Mm -hmm. So that is interesting all within itself. And even um, so I did. We did that on Monday. We got together. Got to still edit the footage and stuff like that. Um, for those who did. I mean, we talked about it, how I, I returned back to higher ed. Mm -hmm. So kind of juggling that. Um my oldest was kind of behind on some work, which means that I have to do extra work mm -hmm. to get her caught up. So that's been a lot of stress. And I was surprised today, my lawn man, um, a, um, what is it, a King detail? What is this? Jason, mm -hmm. um, Kenan, who's on, I forgot the full name, attention to, attention to King detail, okay. um, lawn services, um, awesome guy. Ended up just having a session as he was looking at my yard today, and it really turned into kind of like a therapy session, man. And I was just sitting there thinking, I've been waiting kind of like for the good that I've been doing to return, mm -hmm. kind of like in a more of a physical form and like materials, mm -hmm. if you think about it. Because you're like, man, I'm tired of struggling financially. Yeah. I'm tired of doing all of that. Yeah. But it seemed like the true wealth is returning in people. And there's just been a lot of dope people that I constantly be getting in contact with. So it kind of checked me a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just an amazing 30 minute, probably an hour conversation of just raw enlightenment and somebody just really sewing into your life, man. And I'm like, so you never know, like when they talk about you, you'll reap what you sow as far as in a good way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your seeds harvest in people that you never thought that you would connect with. So Pretty dope. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. That's awesome, man. Yep. So we got a special guest. We do indeed. <laughs> so we got a special guest. Yes, sir. So Kofi, go on and introduce yourself. You're on mute, so you can go on and unmute first. 
Awesome. Nice to meet everyone. Kofi Thompson. I'm a financial advisor and I work with our first generation wealth creators. Um, I help people understand the things that we just weren't taught about money, whether it be, you know, insurance, investments, estate planning, and avoid all the different parachutes that keep us from passing off wealth and creating wealth. Um, so I truly enjoy really just serving and helping people. And uh, for me, it happened because I never learned about money when I was growing up. My parents never talked about it. And I realized, especially in our community, it's just something that oftentimes we def never really think about. It's something we react to. So I help people be proactive about their money and really put themselves in a position where they can provide for themselves and their family. Do y'all catch the title of though of what? So is that what we're gonna stop at? I just want to know. Oh, okay. Are you oh. through with the intro? Uh yeah, yeah, I think I'm through that. Is was there anything else I was supposed to throw in there? It just sounds like oh. to me you being too they always come on this show being okay. modern. Then okay, you just okay, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, flex a little bit. I'm also a competitive power lifter as well. Okay. So okay. I'm in the process. Um actually two weeks from now I'm competing to break a state record uh, in Virginia. Uh, so I weigh like 148 pounds and I'm going to deadlift about 509. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I also do a little podcasting on the side as well. Um, and yeah, I think I'm an aspiring you also. You got an author. award? You got an award? I did get an award, yeah. Top advisor in Virginia recently. So, oh, bro, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, one of the best in the country at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> Just hit a milestone with your business. Yes, I did. I also, it's my uh, second full year in the business and it's uh, now a six figure business. So, um, I about to say, super excited about that as well. <laughs> oh, Rashia, this, this is my gift to you. I just want to let you know when I found him, I was like, you got to come on the show. So, um, Rashia, his fiance works in the financial industry and she wants to um, really advance in that area. And when I met you, if you don't stop shaking, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> get off the couch. <laughs> but um, Rashida's wanting to do big things in the financial industry. And when I met you, I was like, yeah, we got to get you on because you're doing everything that she's doing too. Like finance um, and fitness is her passion along with some mm -hmm. other things. So I think that you, you would be a great contact and a resource for her. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we met um, Kofi through... Ed Dudley. Mm -hmm. For people who don't know, Ed Dudley is like a global connector. Yep. He just know people everywhere um, from his experience in the finance industry as well. Um, and Kofi and I met on a Friday. And it's funny, his name means born on a Friday. That's so funny. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we met on a Friday, man. And we ended up just having one of the dopest conversations. Um, when I went to Virginia, I hung out with him and Lim Adiyahu, mm -hmm. Um, And we just had a great time and he's a dope person. And I think that that's what is needed in the financial industry. Somebody, not only that where representation matters, but I think relevancy mm -hmm. matters too. So you can have somebody that looks like you, but can't, do you have somebody that can connect with you? Yep. And he, mm -hmm. he seems to have both of those. And I just think he's a dope brother. And I just wanted to share him with, you know, the Loves of Parable family. So welcome, Kofi. I appreciate you, Jay. I appreciate you, Jay. And I'm going to drop my uh, info in the chat if anyone wants to connect as well. Please uh, do. Yeah, please yeah do. I got my social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So feel free to reach out if you guys want to connect. More than happy to. Oh, you put it in the... He's going to put it in the chat and then I'll I share it over. 
Okay. Kobe, man, the the name of the business. Can you say that again? So, it, Kofi Thompson Wealth Management. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. He got it on there. Yeah. And uh, really, the uh, the DBA Black Panther uh, Capital. Okay. Look, as the Black yeah. Panther is behind them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> okay. So, Kofi, what we do on the show is quotables. We have quotes, and we want to hear your Ooh, thoughts okay. on these quotes now. So, you ready? Oh, we didn't do our guests. Yeah. You I, ready? You know what? Oh, yeah. Let's share some insight. All right, so yeah, so go ahead, bro. I got it. So we got we got Chanel, and she did this last week, but I didn't know she's doing what you did on the video. Yeah, I, I know. Even, I didn't even notice that. I was like, how? What, what is she? Oh, slow moment. So um, do it. You got to do it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Chanel. So what's going on, Chanel? So we have Rashia. We already talked to you about her. Hey, Booski. So we got our man Rick Owens in the building. What's going on, Rick? Man. We got the beard, aka Mr. Fantastic Fermentations, <laughs> aka Mr. The Pettiest Person in the World. Oh, my bad. <laughs> we got Christina in the building. Hey, Christina. Hey, what's going on, Christina? That's our lactician. Yep. Who got one that just doing the alfalfa right now? <laughs> Sabrina in the building. What's going hey, on? Hey, Sabrina. Sabrina? Okay, and that's it for right now. That's it for right now. Now, if you're watching, because we got some viewers, mm -hmm. if you're watching, click it and go ahead and say what's up to us so we can see who's watching and it helps with our views. Yeah, shout you out because some people watch in the timeline and we'd be like, if you don't come on here and say something, you know what I'm saying? Say that hi. helps us a lot. At least say hi. What up? <laughs> hey, Stephanie, what's going on? Hey, Stephanie. Okay, ready? Yeah, yeah. You ready, Kobe? Oh, yeah, let's get it. I stay ready. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he come out the gate talking. You know, I live for it and I'm encouraged. Okay. Ooh. Love doesn't listen to rumors. Ooh. 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 Okay. That's Love a way to open up Black History Month. Mm. So what that means to me, love doesn't listen to rumors. Mm. I would say, I would say to me, like so many times in life, we live our lives based off what other we hear other people say. We live our lives based off what other people are telling us. And we can oftentimes find ourselves in like a narrative where like, are we even, we, we realize, are we even living our own life? Um, but when it comes down to when you're truly like listening to your art and listening to love, you have to like cut out all that noise and truly be authentic to what is like truly in your heart. And so when I hear that, it's really like, okay, you know, live in your true path, live in authenticity and don't listen to all the other things that will hear rumors about like how you should love, who you should love, you know, what, how love is expressed. Um, don't listen to all those rumors, like listen to, you know, what's truly in your heart and be authentic about it. Um, and don't really like, you got to cut out the noise to truly love in that regard. So that's what I'd say that it definitely kind of, that's where it's speaking to me. Okay. Mm. Before we go, we got Jason that just tuned in. Hey, bro. What's going on, Jason, man? Long time no see. Christina says she excited. <laughs> we got Sean that done came in. What's up, Sean? Are you two bland holding okay. it down? Hey, bro. And then he said, so love is blind and deaf. Well, let me go ahead. And <laughs> <laughs> so what you got, Ian? 
Man, for that one, um, I think about the core of who you are and really just blocking out all the negativity because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're so influenced by everything around us. And if you just think about how we just take in information, we just don't realize how that information influences us. Absolutely. So being Mm -hmm. able to know who you are and block out all that negativity, that's what it's all about. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what you got, bro? You got anything? Mm, that I mean, man, that just it's says, like a gauntlet. Yeah, it really just yeah. It has so many. That's like a that's like a hydra, man. It just has so many different roots. But um, <laughs> the first <laughs> the first thing that it, that it hit me was um, well, two things really it was when the phrase you know you when you know you know, um, mm. and also that when you you're you're. Your spirit, your innate, some people call it a gut feeling, but the inner you knows, usually knows what is a good thing, what's a bad thing, what's true and what isn't. Um, And oftentimes Mm. rumors are created and spread with a little bit of uncertainty, a lot of assumption, and maybe sometimes either a small kernel of truth or no truth at all. So I think that um, when you really... When you are really love, which is and you, which is love, and you're the organic you, you know what's really, you know what's right, and you know what truth is. So you don't have to listen to rumors because you know. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what it says to me. Whew. Yeah, that's just a heavy statement. Mm-hmm. Um, let yeah, me see. Man. Tara just came on. Hey, hey big what's sis. up, big sis? Tara. Tara, I'm gonna reach out to you, Tara. <laughs> what Jay say? Your dad don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna come and get you. Like a deadbeat dad. It's <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday. So Tara, hold your breath. <laughs> Just hold it. Look, regardless of what the street may say about the person you love, you don't listen and still love them because love is stronger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love is trust. If you have trust, rumors are futile. Mm-hmm. Sometimes rumors are our own eternal dialogue. You stole mm-hmm. my it is our own internal um, dialogue that is sometimes the loudest noise. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, big. Stephanie, that's big. Stephanie, you and I were thinking about the same thing because what I was thinking about is something happens um, and I know something happened and, and this happens in all types of relationships. So I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, um, even platonic relationships and even familiar um, relationships. Mm-hmm. The initial connection, it seemed like the thing that brought you together sometimes is the thing that separates you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everything you liked about that person, I like that you're unique. I like that you're different. Um, when you start to get caught up in a relationship, you start to want to clearly define things versus allowing things to just be fluid. Now, all of a sudden, you're introducing issues that weren't even there. This happens mm. when people even get close. Like when you was just a random friend with somebody just mm. hanging out, y'all ain't never argue. But as soon as you start putting stock in that relationship, now all of a sudden there is some weird tension. And the truth of the matter is they didn't change. Your perception of the relationship changed. Now, when we start talking about romantic relationships, all the things that you despise about the person was the very thing that you were attracted to. Them things didn't just show up one day. And a lot of people talk about, oh, a person has changed. No, they didn't. Mm -hmm. They didn't change. Your perception changed. People start changing things. And then all of a sudden, 
they start listening to that noise. Mm. Well, if we're at this, we should be at this place. I have to deal with it even with Love is a Parable. We're going in our fifth year. We should be here. No, Love is a Parable should be what Love is a Parable is. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Love is a Parable is different from any other um, organization. Your relationship with whoever, your best friend, your cousin, your wife, your spouse, it doesn't matter. That relationship should only be that relationship. As soon as you start comparing it, as soon as you start listening to that noise, your feelings get involved, your feelings get in the way, and the interpretation of that thing change. Mm -hmm. But if you stay anchored in love, you stay anchored in truth, you don't stay anchored in illusions. And that's where mm -hmm. that problem start coming in. Mm -hmm. Christina said amen to you, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh, she said yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your feelings about it can change, and that's valid. What's up, Marcella? Yeah, I think that's true. Just because your feelings change don't mean the person changes. And so what happens is you've changed the way you feel about something. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you're alienating the very person that you were attracted to, and then it changes things. Mm -hmm. So now the person is sitting there saying, well, what happened? And you're like, well, I'm not. If you're not feeling it no more, you're just not feeling it no more. Mm -hmm. But don't, don't demonize the person who is just being themselves is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. And that noise is internal. It's internal. Yeah. Course. And I feel like I feel like with that though, like if your feelings change about it, like was it something you really wanted to begin? Like was it authentic? Like because I feel like oftentimes people may, you know, there's like a thing that you you will love somebody if they're like a representation of like you know your parents, and that may not necessarily be like a healthy relationship, right? Um, so like if your feelings about it change, like were you really? like loving that person or were you lusting after them? And then did you realize that like maybe this relationship wasn't that good? So I think it like, if your feelings are changing about it, like it probably wasn't like a, a good relationship in the beginning. Cause if you have, if you're like looking at someone based off like your authentic values and you know what your values are, like this person is trustworthy, this person's honest, like they, they value family. Like, and I know those values, like, my feelings about my value shouldn't change. And if I'm developing value-based relationships, that love shouldn't change. But if I'm not developing like a value-based relationship, I feel like that that's when we like, you know, after a year, a couple years, like we may feel different about someone. Mm, okay. Okay. So many levels to it. Yeah. I will honestly say, I'm not even going to go that far at this point. Because I think we confuse compatibility with love, too. Yeah. I can love you, but I can be incompatible with you. Correct. I can be there for the ride, and then I can also change how I feel about that situation. I think what happens is a lot of us don't take ownership of what we feel and what we bring. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. project a lot. And so I think that that's what happens. You start internalizing and listening to yourself. And because you start internalizing and listening to yourself, you cause a divide. So that's a conversation. It's like I, I said this before. It's like it's too many people that are casualties of war in the battlefield of somebody else's mind. Mm -hmm. how, can, how can you compete with that? Mm -hmm. When really it had nothing to do with anything except conversations that you had that I'm not privy to. Right. Yeah. And let me see. We're going up here. I think she said that. You mm -hmm. got that one? Yep. Got that facts one on too. facts. Yep. Facts on facts. Hey, it's not always about the other person, true? <laughs> hey, Syrah. Um, Love is interchangeable, but yet remainable. Okay. Go ahead. She dropping that um, poetry. 
It's okay for your feelings to change. It's okay to realize the change. All that is normal human behavior. Does it hurt sometimes? Yes. But we aren't linear. I agree a thousand mm -hmm. percent. Yeah. That's my Sarah. And look, and then the other Sarah coming in. I feel like if you're gullible enough to believe rumors, that's not love. Make the effort to find out what's what if you truly have love for that person. Yeah. I don't know if it's being gullible. You know, because sometimes, whew, I don't seen some people. Mm -hmm. You got because when you start talking about rumors, internal rumors is one thing. Mm -hmm. if, if you start telling yourself something over and over again, even something you don't believe, it will wear you down. Mm -hmm. If you're around people who are saying stuff, like you got to think it's, it's circulating. Mm -hmm. So it has to be something that is continuous. And after a while, like it's like that telephone game. Like you tell a story, you tell one story, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the story changes. The same thing happens with rumors, it can end up changing the narrative. And before you know it, because I do believe that there's power in the tongue. And I think that some people don't realize when they start saying it, they start rehearsing it mm -hmm. and they start manifesting the very things that they fear in their life. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's a heavy one. Been there, done that. That was just number mm -hmm. one. Yep. <laughs> we almost 30 minutes in this thing. <laughs> heavy, heavy. Oh, we got it. I knew a comment was coming. Here goes Stephanie. Book all about love by Bell Hooks. She says we would all love better if we use the word love as a verb. All types of love, not just romantic love. So, in the case of rumors, what do the actions show? Mm. And Christine <laughs> said, "Yes, yes, yes," but I don't know to what. Up here goes. She said, "Is it really about?" the rumor or the conversation about it with people you love and being healthy enough to chat about it. Humans are humans. So we have, so we may have thoughts about a rumor. I mean, I don't have anything negative to say about that in mm -hmm. one regard, but I think rumors are negative. Mm, yeah. And there's, a, there's, there's a difference from like red flags and things that you just ignore. But when we're talking about, Spreading malicious intent, mm -hmm. yeah. disruptive mm -hmm. intent, divisive intent. That's a little bit different than saying, hey, I noticed that so-and-so get an attitude a lot. Or mm -hmm. I noticed that so-and-so has been off a little bit. Those are those are observations which are normal. But when we talk about rumor, we are talking about intent. And the intent is to spread malicious information. Yeah, yeah. especially since rumors are a lot of times said in secret and not around the person that they're about. Right. So. Yeah. And I like I like that a lot too because like just chatting about it because especially what you said Jay like um you know having the conversation and we can tell ourselves <laughs> rumors like oftentimes something gets like in our head like we got to chat about it cuz if we mm -hmm. tell ourselves a narrative and we don't actually like express it to the other person like hey like I'm feeling like this like that rumor just gets told and that narrative just gets told and we just go down this path. But if you truly love someone, you got to talk about the things we're feeling. We got to talk about the rumors that go in on our heads to really, you know, get to understanding. Cause like you got to communicate with people when you're in love, you got to like actually get to that level of communication. So you can say, okay, like this happened. What does this mean? Like, did you intend to do this? 
like so on and so forth. So yeah. Um, and the other part she said, people think telling the truth is a rumor. Yeah, but people also will make it seem like a rumor is the truth mm-hmm. as well. So it kind of go both ways. A rumor that is funny to think about because I we know. <laughs> yeah. Look, how you censor one part of the statement but not the front part? 50% I'm going to give you, but thank you, Sarah. I like the fact that the quote uses the word listen instead of hear. Love can hear things and not allow it to grow. But when you listen to things, that's deeper. Definitely. Man. Come Def- on with your yep. beard and your and your depthness. Yeah. I agree. I love it. Look, we're about to move on to another quote. Y'all ready? Because mm-hmm. yep. I feel like a another comment going to come. Oh. Money is a terrible master. Oh, yeah. Servant. P.T. Barnum. I love this one. I love Ooh. this one. That is powerful. Yes. That girl crazy. No. <laughs> yeah. That um that just says to me, I mean, because we I think we all have met someone or know somebody currently in our lives who their master is money and they serve mm-hmm. money or or financial gain. That's and they not serving as, as in the fact that's what they strive for, but they'll do anything for it and they have no boundaries when it comes to financial gain or money or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so yeah, I, I think that it's definitely um, something that is terrible when you when you hold it above all, but it's great when you're putting it to use. Yeah. Well, I'm naturally going to get the Kofi on this one because mm-hmm. he yeah. got an excited look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. I did. So, um, so when we think about money, um, like, for example, like a lot of people say like money is rooted all evil. I don't believe that. I believe the love of money. Yeah. Is yeah. I believe yeah. when you like when you love it and you put it above other things in life, that's when we find ourselves, you know, going to do things that you know aren't like walking in the path of love or God. Like, but money can is a tool. Like mm-hmm. you were supposed to use money to you know create opportunities for yourself, be able to provide for your family, be able to provide more things from the community. So it's supposed to serve us in allowing us to you know accomplish our goals and. For example, like, you know, take the dreams that we have in our head and make them reality. But you can't be ruled by money. Like, even myself as a financial advisor, like, I really have a disconnection of money. Like, I'm like, all right, it's a great thing. But at the same time, like, if I didn't really have any money, as long as I have relationships, as long as my relationships are strong in life, like, that's more important. And we all know, heard stories of millionaires and billionaires that have jumped off buildings because they have, like, just chased money. Mm-hmm. That is not, you know, and there's also people that, you know, have nothing in life. Like it's, it's true that like, you know, you go into countries where there's like, you know, they don't really have all the luxuries of America and there's some of the happiest countries in the world. Like money is really just a tool. And in this pursuit, it's, I mean, when you think about it, it's just short-term gratification that people try to pursue, but like, that's not going to really lead to long-term happiness. So, um, Absolutely, in that regard, like money is important because it have allows you to provide for your family and yourself. But we can't be ruled and driven and make decisions just based off money. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Got you. Um, Sean say Ricky over there spitting wisdom. No, yep. <laughs> that's Ricky's best friend right there. <laughs> Marcella said all of our master is money, just at different levels. It's so interconnected to everything that we do. 
and cash moves everything around us. <laughs> Cream. Cream, Cream, get, get the, the money. money. <laughs> and it's cash rules, but we're gonna go with it. <laughs> um, you gotta add anything to that? Yeah, well, I automatically thought about the Bible verse that goes, What does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his own soul? Mm. Are we mm-hmm. preaching? <laughs> I mean, we ain't preaching, but you know, that's what kind of hit me when I saw you that got quote. Hit me, <laughs> But also think about like how if you think about like our happiest moments as people, does it really involve money? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, it don't, unless it's like some type of experience that you uh, mm-hmm. experiencing at the time. So, yeah, that that was deep too. I like that, Ian. Well, think of, think about my happiest moments and they involve money. A yeah. lot of them don't. They don't. A lot of them don't. It's usually food. <laughs> yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> Um, I agree um, with that a lot. I think that the other part to this statement that we probably don't understand is that also the knowledge of it. Yeah, I think money becomes our master when we lack responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we are irresponsible with what's going on. And so because we're irresponsible with our lives, and see, here's the thing, though. Some of that is generational. Mm -hmm. And so we don't even realize that it's happening because it is our norm. Mm -hmm. And I remember like a significant moment in my life is when my mom, it was time for her to sell the family home. And it was hard for her to do it. Here she had a double mortgage on a $30,000 house. Mm -hmm. A double mortgage on a $30,000 house. And we were like, nobody's moving back home. My go ahead and let it go. Mm -hmm. But what it was, it was like, it wasn't about the debt. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about that. It was about this was the first house that she owned Mm. and coming out of the project. Mm -hmm. She was the first, you know, it was about, I grew up in the projects. This house represented I made it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So sometimes we attach emotions to things and we don't think about um, the fiduciary responsibility that's associated with it. And so it takes people like Kofi to sit down and talk to us because it's like, for me, I've been homeless before. So I know that I may have some frivolous spending somewhere, but that's because I remember a time I didn't have money and I want to live and enjoy it, but I need someone to show me how to be responsible. Yeah. But that's also a different type of vulnerability because when you've been broke, when mm-hmm. you've been homeless and you start to make money, you want to reward yourself. Why? Because you felt like you paid your dues. Like mm-hmm. I struggled for this. Yep. Yeah. And so a lot of it is education that happens with that. And if we refuse to become educated about it, it definitely becomes our master mm-hmm. and we don't know how it serves us. Correct. Yes. I was, yeah, bro. Absolutely. Took off on this man. Sorry. Just took, it, it just touched some spots there. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie said, nope. I don't know what nope meant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another sorrow. Oh, go ahead. What's up, Lakeisha? This like Zeta Phi Beta night. Um, Chanel said, they say money came by happiness, but I would be happy with a little bit more. And then a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit. A lot of bit more. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, 
Why does it have to be one or the other need of the spectrum? What well, you I think she's gonna say of the other end or the other end of the spectrum. Explain yeah. what you mean yeah. before I respond, sis. My happiest mo- money is bringing my son here. Cost me money. <laughs> it is. It is. It's expensive. <laughs> we need to keep our family homes to pass down. And go ahead. And I want. Like, I want to speak that because, like, I'm not like discounting the importance of money. It it is a tool, just like water, or food, right? Like mm-hmm. we, you can't live without water or food. You need money to do things. But I feel like oftentimes when we let money rule us, it comes from a scarcity mindset. It comes, yeah. it becomes yeah. from like we feel like there's not enough out there. We need to, you know, work, work, work. We're making decisions. It's like, you know, so many people spend their lives working 60, 70 hour weeks for some other person, like throwing their lives away. And then you look back when you're 80 years old and you're like, wow, like what did I do? Spent all my time at work, didn't spend any time with my family. Mm-hmm. And that's when we let money master us. But it's like there's abundance out there, you know, and it it's a hard, it's, it's especially hard shift to make, especially like I didn't come from money. It's a very hard shift to make. Like, all right, let me think about the abundance side of it. But I believe just money is truly just a translation of value you give to others. And that's why money was created. Like it was created because, you know, some dude had apples and this guy had uh, pears and that guy at the apple tree didn't want the pears. So he was like, all right, what do we find a way to trade something that can be of equal value? It's a universal currency. Yeah. But inherently, it's like when we create value in the world, that's when you make a lot of money. Yeah. So when you're giving value, when you're learning skills, like that is, you know, how you can create more money. But we're often tied down in our jobs, doing all these things that we never learn any skills to build a business so we can't really create it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm looking at her picture when she said this. <laughs> Let's keep it real about how we feel about money. That's what we're doing. To... That's what we're doing. No, she's talking about let's really talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Blue fight. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Marcella said, do y'all want me to tell everyone how good y'all was with y'all money at y'all funeral? God forbid anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, um, and it's two, it's two Chanel's um, point. Um, when me and my wife, you know, together, we had two homes, um, actually three homes. We had two homes, one in, um, one in South Carolina, one in North Carolina, and a rental in Florida, a vacation spot. And so, yes, we could afford it. Now, that's one quote that I hold hard. T.I. said that. He said, I can afford it is why people go broke. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that because what happens is this goes to education. You can mm-hmm. have the land, you can have the house, but if you don't understand it, you could lose all of that. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. Some people are just not homeowners, meaning mm-hmm. not that they can't buy a house, they just don't want What's that it? house. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like some people, and there's so many different ways to accrue asset. And I even know for me, I was only looking at it one way because that's how I was taught: land and cash. Mm -hmm. And there's so much out there that I know absolutely nothing about. And I knew, like, when I had the Columbia home, we lost the um the Florida home, but 
that is stressful. Mm-hmm. Like even my plan is to eventually, when the kids graduate and all that, I want to get rid of this house. I want to end my days really doing like what Marcella was alluding to. I want to travel. Mm-hmm. I want to have fun. And I do want to mm-hmm. leave an inheritance to the children where they can do whatever they want to do. But sometimes when you get that house, mm-hmm. you be bogged down with that house trying to figure it out. And then, ooh, and then if you don't know about real estate yeah. and real estate taxes, yeah. and that's it's stressful. Speaking about the family. Um, my blood pressure <laughs> don't want to think about that thing. That thing is stressful. <laughs> um, uh, speaking on the comment that you know made about the family homes, some of the reason why the family homes get sold is because of taxes. Yeah. The people that inherit the mm-hmm. homes can't pay the taxes yeah. either because they don't have the means to do so, or they don't know about how ta- like Jay, they don't know about how taxes work. And definitely, houses definitely do put you in a different position. Um, some people call them money pits. Some people say you're landlocked, but houses do represent a whole lot of responsibility. That some people just don't want, and they're not wrong for not wanting it. You can make, contrary to popular belief, you can make you can make a, a a financial foundation for yourself without a home. It helps, mm-hmm. but there you can do it without it. And I'm sure you can you can you know elaborate on that, Kofi. But yeah, I mean, some people just don't want that responsibility and the pressure of owning a home because it's not all butterflies and such and such. You know, there's. Mm-hmm size to owning a home as a homeowner myself um i will tell you yeah it ain't it ain't all fun it's not even all it's not even mostly fun marcella said how many young people are sitting at home with their kids and making money at the same time like come on most of us are working period (laughs) um ricky said forget that there it's a lot of them i'm I'm gonna let you come back and answer because i'm gonna get them all out there you can go at it (laughs) there is a cost to making money sometimes the cost isn't worth it i've moved back financially to spend more time with my family for a season now i'm back on the rise yes yeah that's true too congratulations bro that's right the beard making that bread i do believe that the substance of what money i do believe that the substance of what money can help you achieve and acquire is important I can remember being young, struggling college student, only working part time, making ooh $8 um, with a car payment and insurance totaling $600. It was rough and nearly mm-hmm. impossible to survive. Once I graduated and obtained an actual career, more money made life easier. Therefore, money can bring comfort and its necessities. Lang, you know, I'm so sick of that girl. (laughs) (laughs) The family home is an asset. The kids don't need to keep Mm -hmm. it, but they can profit from the equity. That's correct. If they're knowledgeable of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know she said great point. Um, Now, Kofi, which one you wanted me to go to? Um, So I I think it was like the second one. It was talking about like working. This one. Yeah. All right. So um, this is what I realized. And this this may this may offend some people but i realize that like there's a in regards to thinking about money a lot of people with like a more kind of scarcity mindset or a poor mindset think about like i just have to trade my time for money mm-hmm. and that's the only way to make money i always have to constantly just trade my time and that's when money is your master you're like mm-hmm. i got to go to work i got to go to work but a you know more of abundance like wealth mindset is like all right let me learn how to make this money go to work for me 
-hmm. Let me learn how to invest. Let me learn how to like give each of my dollars a job, whether that be in real estate, whether that be in stocks, whether that be in business and learning how to like essentially, because initially you have to trade your human capital for financial capital, but Mm -hmm. then learning how to take that financial capital and letting that produce more financial capital. How can I make this money grow? How can I make this money multiply? Mm-hmm. That's how wealth was like built. Like you can't, if you try to just save, if you try to just work and save a million dollars, like right. you have to put away like 60,000 like a year. It's like, it'll take years, but like you don't, people don't get wealthy by saving. People get wealthy by investing yeah, and building right. assets. Right. That's, yeah. I, I think, think that, go ahead. No, I feel like that's one of the, one of the bigger okie dokes that people have been told by people with money is save and be responsible with mm-hmm. be responsible and you'll eventually you'll eventually save and work hard and you'll be rich and it's like well you're leaving out a whole lot there and like that <laughs> you can't save your way to being a millionaire you know what i mean yeah. so yeah yeah um she said no offense we dialogue i love her um somebody that still takes time it does, it does. investment let the money make you money mm-hmm. I think the part that we keep missing is it's the education component. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those things are true. It's almost like, oh, I'm sorry, my sister said, you still have to work in the meantime. You got to pay the bills. Right. Agree. Yeah. Room, I room that, wasn't built in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wish it was because how we know? We weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. We only know what the books told like, us. It's wrong. That's but, what they told us. But um, no, I think that we underestimate education. And this is mm-hmm. what I have a problem with. Like, I am an advocate of higher education. Right. And you got so many people who would say, well, you shouldn't go to school. It's expensive. Okay. You shouldn't go to school because it's not going to help you do this, 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 and that. And I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Education is not something that's just done for you to get a job. That's not what yeah. higher ed was for. And so higher education is very important. Post-secondary mm-hmm. education is extremely important. Now, when we start talking about certificates and degrees, that's a different comparable. Mm-hmm. But I'm knowledgeable of higher education. I understand that. I'm not knowledgeable of finance, so I can make some horrible finance decisions and still be a scholar mm-hmm. in the higher ed industry, and they're not interchangeable, but people act like they are. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like when you get a house, mm-hmm. when you get a house, nobody tells you, like, you better get you a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, that's one of the, yeah. it's like a necessity that you don't really think about until that grass yeah. get up there, and you like, mm-hmm. how does grass gonna cut itself? Yeah. Or getting a broom or getting a mop. Yeah. Or tell a toilet brush. Mm-hmm. It's simple things that people don't tell you about that you learn along the way. And it's assumed knowledge. And then people laugh like you didn't know that. How am I supposed to know it if I'm the first homeowner in my family? Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of information out there, but it's not a lot of education, education yeah. that's happening. Mm-hmm. So people can Google stuff because that's one of the problems right now. Everybody is a licensed web MD doctor, <laughs> but they're not willing to get educated. So if we're gonna talk about finances, we gotta talk about the associate, we gotta talk about the education factor that's in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A hundred percent. I want I want to speak on that time piece because like uh-huh. so what I find is that oftentimes, like in order to like build wealth, one of the things that is needed is like patience and like the ability to have long-term gratification. And 
like frankly that is it's it's difficult because we live in like a short-term gratification world we're like used to amazon we're used to getting things super quick but it takes time and like there was this uh it was like a statistic that i i uh i read one day and it talked about like the time it takes to transfer money in different communities like how long do different communities hold on to money and like i think it was like for jewish people it was like they usually hold on to money for like a week for like white people they hold on to money generally for like three days before it transfers hands and for black people it was like four hours mm-hmm. <laughs> like we get money then we spend it we get money then we spend it but it's like it takes you gotta like you know save build capital invest it and that takes time to build wealth it's not something that's gonna happen in a year like frankly it's like 10 like 5 10 15 20 years mm-hmm. and that's just so it's so hard sometimes for people to conceive that but it's like all right, if I'm thinking I'm 30 years old, I'm going to get to 50 eventually. Why not get there and be wealthy? <laughs> exactly. I agree. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, bro. And she said some other factors. Um, and your children are growing while you're doing this. Um, Ricky said, I have crypto stacked in a DeFi wallet. Okay. Takes zero time to grow exp- grow and grows exponentially. Dog, can't talk today. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stephanie said you have to have money first. You can't invest or buy stocks with yeah, air yeah. and magic beans, Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or magic beans, Jack. Rick said, I have seen a few videos regarding why are you keeping your money in the bank and savings? You barely earn interest. Anybody here have any knowledge on this? Bank steal your money. <laughs> you, should, no, like- you should connect with Kofi. He's a financial um advisor has his own company mm-hmm. and um this is what he actually does and he can break that stuff down for you, you want to talk to this now or talk about yeah it? Okay. yeah absolutely so like banks are one of the worst places to keep your money mm-hmm. like inflation is at three percent mm-hmm. so that means like every single year your money loses three percent per year in your bank what interest rate are you getting maybe 0. 0.1 mm-hmm. if that so keep your money in bank, it's going to lose value over time. The only utilization of a bank is like a short-term like emergency fund. You should have three to six months in the bank for emergencies if you can't work. Above and beyond that, your money should be invested. Like it, it, like it should not, you should not have more money than that in the bank because you're just losing value over time. And frankly, banks are stealing your money. They're giving you 0.1%, loaning back out to you in a credit card, charging you 15. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, a, it's a game to them. It's like they're not... That money they're keeping, they're moving around and making money. So, like, the only reason to put your money in a bank is to have an emergency fund. But then beyond there, it should be invested for different things. If you're making, like, a purchase soon, yeah, you can have an extended emergency fund. Like, say, for example, your expenses are $10,000 a month, right? Um, You should have three months, $30,000 in the bank. If you're about to buy a house, you need to put a $50,000 down payment on there, you have $80,000. But if you're not making a major purchase in the next two years, that money should be invested. Like mm-hmm. it's just losing value in the bank. And that's like the you know biggest kind of scheme. A lot of people just save, 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 but you are lo- your money's losing value because of inflation mm-hmm. today. So but Kofi, wouldn't you say that's a lot? A lot of that's due to the education of what we've been taught. Because mm-hmm. I see oh. it a lot working with high school students, like whenever you have uh, any type of bank representatives coming to the school. That's all they talk about mm-hmm. is just starting the savings in the checking account and just saving your money. 
but they never talk about investing or mm-hmm. maybe starting a business. They never talk about any of that stuff. They, they, they don't. They don't. And most of them, like, <laughs> they, they'll tell you to put in a CD, <laughs> lock your money up for a year, and it's owning now 1%, and just still not beating inflation. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and a lot of it is the education. A lot of it's like, um, like frankly, a lot of bank titles I've talked to really just aren't even educated into investments. So they don't even know what they're talking about. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, and that's why it is important. And like there are a lot of times there's a lot of fear going to a financial advisor, but it's like learning how to invest your money and make it grow like is important because there's always an opportunity cost. It's like, we have a fear of like all these different things. Like, Oh man, I don't want to invest my money. I don't want to do all these things. But it's like, well, you're losing out because you're losing on all this, all these investment gains over years and years. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always an opportunity cost. Like, if we don't do something, that means we're oftentimes losing out on something else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree. I think that now, to like what Marcella was saying even earlier, is that when those who do come, they introduce investing like the average working adult has money set aside exactly. for investing. You're like, that yeah. sounds good in theory, yep. yeah. but I'm literally robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right. So if you can show me how not to rob Peter, but still pay Paul <laughs> and invest, you got me. Yep. And yeah. I think that some of us do have just debt that we accrue, um, you know, ignorantly. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not to be offensive, but we didn't have knowledge of it. And we were trying our best and we're still trying our best. Kind of like what she said, like another thing they don't teach you about is how much it costs to bring a kid into this world. And we're not talking about diapers and formula. We're talking mm-hmm. about literally to have that kid. Mm-hmm. It's Take diapers yeah. and formula out. What about daycare? Take daycare out. What about copay for this kid? Mm-hmm. What about the fact this kid got to eat, period? Yep. What about the end of that kid? Mm-hmm. It's so many things that they don't teach you about life and they act like you're going to wake up one day with a special pill and be all knowing. No, Mm -hmm. this is why a village is important. There are just some people who are just financially literate. Mm -hmm. And this is the bartering system that we've lost. Everybody's trying to be all things. And that's one of the things I told Kofi. I was like, listen, I'm good in this space. He can drill me all day because he talked to me for about an hour and a half and that junk was like, (laughs) it just went out. I just like... (laughs) Word. Do I give you $500 a month? <laughs> he was like, well, no, I want to educate you. Okay. <laughs> but he, that's his goal. But mm-hmm. some people just don't have that yeah. that mindset. Yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel that. And it's like, and especially if you're, if you're living at a point where like, you know, your expenses are like right at your income, it's extremely difficult to save. Like, but, you know, what I would, like, challenge people to do in that regard is, like, if you are at a point where, like, first, if you're at a point where you're not making much income, see where you can lower your expenses. Like, mm-hmm. you know, got to be going out to eat cook food. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, there's ways, there's apps to save money on gas. There's all these different things where, like, you can find a couple dollars a day to yeah, save. Yeah. And think about this. Like, if you save, you know, $5 a day, you know, multiply that by 30 what is that? One hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm doing my, no, am I doing my yeah. math right? Yeah. yeah. Hundred fifty dollars. Um. You know, a month. Right. That's a good amount of money. And like most of us will go out and you know maybe spend five dollars on food every single day. Like maybe eating out and things like that. Yeah. So 
I think like the money is there oftentimes, but we just got to think about like where we're spending it. Right. And then like, if we want to make more money, what is that? Like learn different skills. Mm-hmm. Like you got to learn a way to like provide value to someone else. It could be getting your notary, you know, mm-hmm. becoming a notary. It could be like getting your real estate license. Like there are a lot of different things out there. They don't require four years. There's certifications to just make yep. more money. So, yep. and I think of that as just the abundance mindset. It's like there's opportunity, but we got to go out and look for it too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of comments. Y'all ready? Yep. Yeah. The things you're saying based on my responses are some are assumptions, but about knowledge around money. I understand that, but again, building wealth takes time and your kids. Oh, your kids growing in the meantime. And then Rashia said, this isn't the information in our school books. The need for nonprofits and those who pour into the community. Education goes beyond the classroom. Yeah. We agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just said that one. How many of y'all will be set by the time you have kids? Again, Keep it a whole book. Well, I got kids here and I ain't set. <laughs> I'm hope I'm hoping I'm some way close to set by the time I have them. Infl- oh, she was answering his question. Mm-hmm. Inflation's gonna take your money in the bank. Banks get up, just said everything that he mm-hmm. just said. Yep. Felicia said financial literacy, right? Investment and the importance of credit should be a required course in high school, maybe even middle school. Even better if parents teach their kids at a young age. I'm gonna come yeah. back to that. Remind me to come back to that. Mm-hmm. All right. What about IRAs? We're gonna have to bring you back because <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have yeah, to I'm do gonna, a, I'm gonna a long time about that. Yeah. Invest in stock and crypto. Sometimes a share is very inexpensive, less than a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, crypto is even less expensive, kind of going with what Ricky said earlier. For example, I purchased crypto on is it Dogecoin? 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 Yeah. At I don't know, zero. Yeah, yeah, each <laughs> four <laughs> each. People spend money on items such as kind of what Kofi said, fast food, clothes, shoes, etc., but don't have money to invest to each his own. Yeah. Sean said last year inflation was 7%, 0.3% 0.3% 0.3% to 1.4% is what good looks like, which is still losing. Mm. Oh, she said, Rashia, the financial money bay too. <laughs> 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 Let's not forget who P.T. Barnum was, the circus man who capitalized on exploiting animals and people. Oh, the Barnum and Bailey? Oh. Yeah. You didn't know that? Nope. Yeah. Sure oh, hold on. We got some more. Kofi J. Cordell and fella with the glasses. Let's have some glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I love us so much, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I will say, Kofi, we're going to have to probably look at the schedule and get you back and what we could do is kind of do specialized Mm -hmm. financial literacy and maybe Mm -hmm. uh rashia you can chime in and say some things that we probably need and just do special ones and allow you to help and whoever gets it gets it yeah because you know me i'm just gonna say kofa how much i need to give you (laughs) or we got to have round two and three (laughs) for like the next three months you're gonna let us know what the good days are are you still shaking I got you. I excited like a little puppy. <laughs> and Kofi over here. I sound like I'm being rude, but I, I, I respect I, you. I respect <laughs> I respect you and appreciate what you're saying. 
<laughs> yeah, once you meet her, all you know, love. All love. <laughs> Sorry, I meant three percent, but out a period out of place. But put a period out of place. Okay, I don't know how or what to invest in. Please come back. <laughs> we gonna bring them back, Sora. I love who <laughs> I have definitely changed my mindset on how I spend money on um, my money debit card versus credit card spending I had to, I had to go to that course too Rick I had to, I, life taught me that course how a couple times oh sorry no how is it possible for those with money constraints or unique situations such as those receiving disability whereas the government put a cap on the amount of money yeah we don't have to save this so you can come back yeah um yeah because yeah, we done made it to that hour mark so kofi we're going to look at your schedule and see when you can come back we're going to say well these comments are going to be there and maybe that can kind of shed light on what it is so guys please continue to put your comments in there um kofi put his contact information mm -hmm. in there i reshare it again um because we don't made it to this hour. Yeah, we have. Hey, hey. Always happens. We have more than well. Sometimes it happens with just me and Jay, but with more than two people, that time just goes fast. Especially on a good old topic, because we only made it to the second quote. And you was worried about. The oh, true. Oh, somebody quotes that you didn't help me with. Got it. Got it. Since you wanted to bring it up, I do it. He didn't do it, y'all. I did it. But um yeah, so if we want to look at your schedule, get you back. Yeah. Um, I appreciate yeah. you, bro. You dropped some knowledge. Yeah, me too, yeah. man. For and sure. it's great to see you. Um, we see you every lunar eclipse. <laughs> so I'm glad to see you. We tell people about you. We we say your name, so like, it's good to see you. you like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking about good night. Times go by when the topic is on point. Two hour session. <laughs> People will be mad at us. Yeah, we'll be mad at us. I go delirious <laughs> at that time. You yeah, know, I gotta go to sleep. I'm <laughs> right. Okay, so Kofi, this is what we're about to do. It's called Positive Brothers Shout Out. This is an opportunity to shout out brothers who are making positive impacts. Um, who normally don't receive positive impact, who making positive impact, who normally don't get recognized and things like that. So who would you like to shout out, bro? Mm, I would like to shout out uh Deshaun Chapman. He's my uh district manager and he you know had a huge impact on me and he's had a huge impact on the community here in richmond okay okay that's what's up man oh and then also got shout out another one can i get two sure, sure. also oh, drill for permission yeah first yeah. time drill myers uh he is also ooh, has been extremely impactful he's my coach um and he's making waves in the community of like just changing the face of wealth as well so he's amazing yeah all right, and well, y'all know how I always do. Just gotta shout Check myself, myself out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Twenty-four. <laughs> word, word. It's called gap year for high school students and young adults. Um, also, I'm gonna shout out my homie Lino. Um, Lino mm -hmm. is doing a lot of positive things. He's actually a Puerto Rican guy, uh, also part of the army as well. Mm -hmm. He's also an MMA fighter. Okay. So he has actually has a fight coming up, but he's doing a lot of uh, positive things in the community as well, too. So. Mm. <laughs> Yo, I can't stand up. Yo, Marcel, we're about to block you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't even post that. <laughs> Facebook, look, Facebook gonna hide it. I can't do nothing you about it. That? I'm gonna have to go find it and unhide it because Facebook gonna hide it. What, what you got? Um, 
No, nah, man, uh, definitely, Kofi, man, thank you for coming, bro. Definitely want to shout you out, man, just because, man, as you know, and as you stated, um, you know, in the Black community, financial literacy um, is just something that was kept from us, and it's something that we're just behind on. So I just want to shout you out, man, for really pushing that forward and, and really just, you know, being relatable, as Jay said, relatable to the people, um, but also there for the people, man. I really, you know what I'm saying? Big ups to you, man. I want to shout out my brothers here because it's, it's really good seeing them. Great seeing them, actually, man. It's It's been a stressful, like, week. So um, seeing them, I told Jay yesterday, like, man, come to see you guys and do the show. Like, that's going to be, like, relief. That's, like, therapy for me. Like, yeah. man, I'm just here just releasing with my bros. And um, I also want to shout out, man, all the brothers that are just dedicated to being brothers. Like, y'all are, y'all are positive, man, and y'all are much needed, man. So to the brothers that don't let the petty stuff get in the way, that just, that just want to be there for mm-hmm. other brothers – and get through those things that remove those things that separate us because we let way too much stuff separate us instead of allowing everything to bring us together. So I'm gonna shout you guys out too. That's it. Thank you. Um, I only be echoing what y'all saying, but um, I definitely want to do one for brothers who are going through any type of separation, whether it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the loss of a child, the loss of a parent, the loss of a spouse, divorce. Um, um, no longer engaged, was engaged, mm-hmm. um, no longer dating, can't see your child, um, went to jail, going to jail, coming home from jail, yeah. um, just lost your job. So anyone who's dealing with any type of transition, because now that I'm going through my own, you thought that, I, you know how you think that you're there for a person? Mm-hmm. And you realize how insensitive and how selfish your perspective on being there for a person is. Mm-hmm. And so I know that there is a special, unique hurt um, for brothers who are in transition. Mm-hmm. And so those brothers, I just want to let you know that you're hurt. And I know how it feels to feel like your life is on pause while everybody else's life is going on. Um, to not want to talk about it because you don't want to seem like a Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. Um, or negative Nancy, um, or sometimes you just don't want to talk about it because you're tired of talking about it. Mm-hmm. All of those things, brothers, you are felt, you are heard, and those transitions are heavy, but you can make it through, and you're not alone. And sometimes you're going to just have to tell people how to be there for you. So, definitely, those brothers who are in transition, I am thinking about you, and we are stronger together. Yeah. So that's all I'm gonna say to that, brothers. And it was great seeing you on this lunar eclipse. <laughs> Cordell, you know I love you, man. We've been doing this for forever. Yes, sir. Um, and Kofi, I'm so glad that you're part of our family. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. since I met you day one. Um, and we're gonna get back on track. Um <laughs> sounds like a plan. Let's make I it happen. Shout out oh to me. Good. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of her. <laughs> but, but um, Kofi, I'm so glad that you're a part of the family. And I told you that, you know, people are going to love you. Um, next time we have you back, I do want you to share a little bit more about your story. Um, you, talk, you gave an overview, but you have a powerful story. And I think it'll help some people, a lot of people who are in this weird transition that we're in, mm-hmm. like, to get into financial freedom. And so... Can't wait to have you back. Um, Anybody who's viewing and you feel like nobody in this world loves you 
or care about you. You just met four people that do. Kofi, stay on. Everybody else, we will see you guys next week. Because as they raising your spirits, you start embracing your fearless. You can't deny that you're clearing all the demons from your heart. Wishing it from the start to any brother that want to step in and be a part. Because it's easier to do it together than be a part. Hope to be the beacons of light that can shine in the dark. Ah. Come on, let's go.